Welcome to an episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to Pakistan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Today's the crying episode, Grassi, and today we welcome back the man who has graciously given us his time, mm. experience, wherewithal, moxie, charisma, all season long. The potential future number two in Green Bay, Wisconsin, Kurt Benkert. What's up, dude? Thanks for having me once again. Moxie, that was a good one. I like that. Right? I that pulled that good. one out of there. I haven't used yeah. Moxie in a while. Like, right? For someone to say I have Moxie, I'm like, okay, he thinks highly of me. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Hype the Ego show. Yes, <laughs> that, just, that, just build it up. That's it. That's fine. Buddy, I appreciate you coming on. As always, uh, we got lots to talk about, lots to get through. Um, last time that we spoke, you know, we're the bye week of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. We're feeling good. We're feeling excited. We're like, we're ready to go. Um, and when we learn the 49ers are coming to town, there's rumors out there that you already started prepping for the 49ers, you know, just in case, you know, that that's how things went because it's the Cowboys. And heading into this game, before you even step on the field, kind of what was the feeling around uh, the building, you know, with the 49ers coming into town, which have resulted in some close games? Yeah, I mean, we knew that, like, matchup-wise, like, they're a tough team to play against. They like to control the clock, run the ball. Um, everything that they do offensively feeds off of, like, one another, play, pass, run, all of that. Um, and then on defense, like, they're able to get pressure with just four, and I think that's, like, a, it's a tough – that's a tough matchup for anybody when there's always one more person in a window and you got to hold the ball a little extra longer. Um, it's, it's always a tough matchup and those guys have a good recipe going for themselves. Um, but we, we did not think we were going to lose that game. Like we were already planning on next week, like what we were going to, how we were going to prepare. Like we were like, we were not thinking we're going to lose that game. Um, mentally we're like, all right, we got to beat them. We know our game plan. Like we felt like we were the better team. Yeah, um, we just kind of let it slip away, and that's it was a tough loss. Um, but I think, like down the line, there's gonna be a lot of good that comes out of it, and people are gonna learn different things. And um, I think we we've won a lot of really close games this year, and yeah. winning sometimes puts a band aid over um, problems on the team. Ooh. And I think that obviously, like the off season is a great time to rehash all that stuff and and tighten things up because um, we were the number one team in the league, but it wasn't like we were blowing anybody out. Sure, um, and I I think we'll. I mean, we're going to be better for it, but I think the Band-Aid analogy is a good way to put it. Um, and all that comes to light when you lose, especially in the in the playoffs. So, yeah. um, I don't know. It's 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 tough, but what do you do? You lick your wounds and move on and, and learn from yeah. it. Yeah, it's exactly. You're just like, all right, let's see where the blood was coming through. Like, where yeah. are we able to identify it? And, I mean, Kurt, I, I, again, like, it's not, it's not on you, but... I put out two special teams videos, man. Like I did, I did the work. I put the tape out. I put you the did. film out. Like you did. I'm, we've, I'm look, just, man, we, we've all been there. I put some film out before, you know, it didn't necessarily land me a job. You just got to keep on going. I was without a job for a few man. months last off season. You know, you never know. There's a new league I saw on Twitter. You might be able to try out for them with your Peter calls. Um, I don't exactly remember what the league's called, but I saw some memes about it. So some exposure for you. Yeah, just 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 give me the platform, you know. It's yeah. I'm just asking for an opportunity, you know. Yep. And and Matt, like you know, every time I call him at three a.m., he's just like, "How did you get this number?" And I'm just like, "Matt, these aren't the questions that you're talking about right now." It's just, it's a little disappointing. That's all. That's all it is. Um, 
Yeah, I think there's a, a bit of shock that's going on because yeah. the 49ers, like, as we talked, they're a good football team. Like, they run yeah. the ball really well, you know, and their, their offense usually is clicking. Debo Samuel's really great. And, of course, there's that defense. Yeah. But there was a feeling that I had throughout yeah. that day, and I have to say, talking to you during that day just, like, amplified that feeling of, like, oh, we're going to kick their ass. Like, yeah. it was like it was that that confidence. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, am I going to go to the NFC Championship game? Right, I'm going to yeah. move things around and all this stuff. Like, I was getting hyped, and you're talking about the team yeah. being like, listen, like, we're going to be hosting another one of yeah. these for two years in a row. And the first drive happens, yeah. which is 10 plays, 69 yards, and you guys fly down the field, and I'm yeah. like, oh, man. Like that, the offense has to be like completely hyped up after that first drive. Yeah. I mean, with it really all came down to like letting a team like that hang around for too long. Yeah. And when you let teams that are scrappy and not like, I don't, I don't think the 49ers are one of the best teams in the league. I don't, but they, they beat us and they, they played really well when they need to. Um, but when you let a team that's really scrappy play the entire four quarters with you and they, they're not playing from behind they're a lot of times going to find a way. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a lot of it, like the first drive was pretty much flawless. Um, you started seeing uncharacteristic things of us um, as the game went on. We had a fumble that stopped the drive on the opposite 40. I think yeah. um, that probably, that would have been another scoring drive that would have put us up 14 zero um, most likely because we were rolling. Um, yep. We had a few miscues. Um, then we had a third down, um, a third down play that kind of saw a drive that should have been a completion and it wasn't um, trying to be as like politically correct as I can, but there are a few plays like throughout the course of the game that were like, Oh man, we're so close to just getting it rolling again, getting it rolling. Cause yep. once you get the first, like two third first down or yeah, first two first downs of the drive, then you can really put the pressure on them and get into like subs, like messing with their substitutions. And like, yep. you know, tendencies, once you get around like, field goal range you can play into those things a little more and we just never got past that point to be able to like expose them yeah um and we just you know we didn't we didn't play our best game obviously and it's it was more it was more disappointing because of how well defense played too oh the defense was phenomenal like we had been waiting for like that version of the defense where everyone played like we'd have good db games good d-line games but like the whole defense showed up and that was like, damn, we have a Super Bowl defense. We're ready yep. to go. And we just kind of blundered the other opportunities. So it's, it, there's a lot of good things that came out of it and the potential's there, but like nobody, nobody gets paid off potential. Like that's correct, is what it is. Well, and that's the thing too. Like before the game, you know, I'm literally sitting here doing the AFC game mm-hmm. and I'm like refreshing constantly for the injury yeah. report because I was like, okay, we've got Jair back. Like yeah. Z is coming back. Merciless is coming back. You know, mm-hmm. Cobb is coming back. And then I saw Bach was out and I was like, yeah, crap. Because <laughs> if there was yeah. one guy, I'd be like, you know, against this team and yep. this defense, like you'd, you'd want him there. Yep. And, and you mentioned just like not able to get it going. Matt is taking some responsibility for that of just not being able to like kickstart. Aaron's taking some responsibility for that of just missing throws and stuff like that. Do you think it was more of what the defense was able to do of the 49ers? Or is it kind of just like you were in a rut and just were unable to get out of it? I think we were in a rut and the defense, like they did some good things, but we, we had opportunities sure. out there that we just like, it was a blend. Like if we had hit our normal routine plays that we normally do, it wouldn't have looked like that. And they still would have had some good plays, but we would have overcame them. I just think we were in a rut and we just kind of, we started pressing a little bit and, you know, it just, that stuff happens. And it's just tough when that happens in that game. Yeah. Um, 
we're we're so used to one winning at home. We didn't lose a game until the playoffs at home this year. We played a bunch of really close games where we had to come behind and win or whatever. Like not everything went in our favor. And we just found ways to win. And that game felt like we were gonna find a way. We were gonna find a way. And then once the special team stuff happened, it was like, damn, we found a way to lose. Yeah. Versus like if we don't do anything, then we probably win the game. Like we'd win the game 10 3 or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. You look at, like, the blocked field goal. You know, mm-hmm. that goes in there, too. Obviously, there's the blocked punt, yeah. which is disastrous. And and even in special teams like Debo Samuel, I think he ripped back a 45-yard return. Oh, and it's like the second said, half. Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. like, hey, you, we're letting them stay around. It is a one-possession game, and that's yeah. dangerous, you know? And yeah. I, I think it's just – it was shock and awe. I mean, I think mm-hmm. just from, like, the fan base, but – you know, that game ends the way that it does in which even yeah. we get the ball back and I'm confident. I'm like, okay, <clears throat> we haven't been anything going, but like this will be the yeah. drive that we do. And it just, it doesn't come to fruition. You know, Rogers walked off the field pretty quickly. I think, you know, obviously people were shocked. What was the locker room like, you know, post that game? You know, was just, it just like dead quiet? It was just defeated, man. Like, just like, how did we let this happen? Um, that's like the best way I can put it. Just really quiet, really like, can't believe we just let that shit happen. And I mean, it was tough. Not fun. Because again, like for this team, you know, you're talking about the potentials. And I think there are, there's definitely a lot of potential to mm-hmm. look into, okay, where can we get better? Mm-hmm. It's frustrating how well the defense did play. I mean, they didn't score a single touchdown, right? Yeah. Like on offense, yeah. you know, how well the defense played. And the, the issue is though, is all the surrounding circumstances that we're heading into this off season. And we're yeah. already starting to see it, right? Like, so Hackett already getting a head yeah. coaching job, which great <clears> for him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he's a great coach. But you're starting to see like Luke Getzey's getting calls, right? Like yeah. Adam's getting calls. Like there's all these guys that are starting to get phone calls about, you know, potentially going. And then there's also like the personnel and the players that are going to be on the field. You know, there's yeah. going to be potentially some swaps there. Is there like any thoughts to, you know, first of all, Nathaniel Hackett, like moving on, like anything that you could speak to yeah. his experience with him. Um, and then two, was like there that sense of like, this is the last time that a lot of these people or potentially some of these people are going to be in this locker room with us. Yes. Um, so first thing with Hackett, uh, he's an awesome coach. He's He does a good job of like keeping things fresh and keeping people engaged in like such a monotonous job. Because like, let's face yeah. it, like Sundays are fun as hell, but throughout the week it is so <laughs> monotonous. It's the same thing. Sure. It's rinse, wash, repeat, like the whole whole nine. Um, but he does such a good job of keeping you engaged. Like he's with it with like pop culture stuff. And like he just – he he walks in the room and you feel his presence and he's like, a, like you don't know what each day is going to hold, which is fun. Sure. Like for this job um he's a genius man like he does such a good job of exploiting what teams do in really creative ways like the ways that we found to get like tay the ball this year like a lot of it is a good collaboration of like what hackett brings with some of the other guys and it's like it's not the traditional football like a lot of it um so he he does a good job of being like one step ahead and, and bringing some ingenuity to it so um he's gonna do a good job in in denver and the guys there are gonna really love him so yeah I mean, and, I think he's yeah. I think that that's been the major thing that stuck out about him, because when he was hired, you know, obviously he had a sit in Jacksonville mm-hmm. and like th- that didn't end well. And so people were like, oh, I don't know about this. And then everything that I've seen is just the players love the guy like they mm-hmm. absolutely love him. So like he's a player's coach. I think he's going to do very well in Denver. Of course, this stokes more rumors about other people going <laughs> totally. to Denver. But that's how it is, man. But uh, yeah, I, he's going to do such a good job. And like, I think a lot of times when you hear people say like, Oh, he's such a good dude or such a good like guy or whatever. It sometimes will diminish the fact of like how good of a coach they are, but like dude's a really good coach. Like he could, 
he could spit off things like a typewriter to you of like all the the history of how this thing developed and like how this drop works and like how the timing of a seven step on this play is different than the timing of a seven step on that. Like he knows yeah. all of the details down to the core of what the play is. Um, and that's that's part of his strength. And he knows when to use that stuff and when not to. He, he does a good job of that. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, like, it is a loss for the Packers because he's a great coach, and I'm happy for him, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, going to get those opportunities because yeah. that's what it's supposed to be, right? Like, you have these opportunities in coordinator positions or assistant yeah. coaches or whatever, and they get opportunities elsewhere. Um, and I think, again, like, to the second part of the question about just how this year felt different because it was the last dance, you know? I mean, you and I started talking beginning of the season. It's like, mm-hmm. nope, like, everyone's focused on getting a ring. Like, that's it um, because we know how tight those windows can be. And so when you're sitting in the locker room, you know, after that game, you know, you have guys like Z posting, thank you, Green Bay on Instagram, you know, Cobb is coming out with like heartfelt messages because there's just like so much unknown going into the Mm -hmm. season with the cap space, with everything. So like, you know, what were your thoughts on that of being like, Hey, like I might not be able to play with some of these guys ever again. That's uh, sadly that is every year in the league. And it, it does, it gets amplified more when you get on such a good run like this. It's like, how will we be able to replace anybody or like, who's going to be able to stick around but like good teams, good organizations find the next guy. And that's just like the nature of the business. Um, yeah. And I think the most encouraging part for this year of this year for me was seeing guys like, like when Jair got hurt and when Z got hurt and obviously Bach didn't play and then LB yeah. got hurt and Billy, like all these guys that if you look at our roster in preseason of who are going to be our guys that we need to lean on to make it to the playoffs. Yeah not even just to like get a first round by to make it to the playoffs. These are guys that on paper we need without a doubt. And then you go through the season and you're like, damn, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. But then you got a guy like Yash who steps up at left tackle the first time that we play Joey Bosa. Uh, Then you got a guy like Rasul who we get off a P squad and he goes and wins a game, a thriller on Thursday night that that should be Jair's spot, but he's not there. Like you, you just go through the season and it just gives other guys an opportunity to step up. And it, I think if you put it on a perspective, nobody is bigger than the team, but damn, like we did enjoy having those guys back. Like you saw how well our defense played this um, last playoff game. We had pretty much everybody on the field and that's like what you aim for it to look like, but you know, every year is an injury, a bunch of them, no matter what team you are and you find ways to overcome. And I think the really good teams are the ones that you can see overcome in those situations and that allows you to be more consistent long-term yeah Um, you look at the 49ers a few years ago they had a few like really bad years was it two years in a row well they had a bunch of injuries up front that they couldn't overcome um we had a bunch of injuries up front and we overcame it and still were first seed like yeah we didn't go as far as we wanted to but i think that that's a testament to like the longevity of what we can have here um and that's something that packers fans can be encouraged by yeah, I mean, because again, right now the sky is falling for lots of Packers fans. Like, yeah. It's coming down. Everyone's arguing about who the next QB is going to be, you know, where if things are going to come by. But I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of the fact that you were able to be as successful as you were, where if you told me at the beginning of the season, holy crap, all these guys are out and you're going to even make the playoffs, like you said, like that'd be, oh, that's a home run, right? And here, I think that's part of the frustration too, because listen, there's no like fate destiny would have you in football, but it's the idea of, man, these guys are like come back at the right time. Right. Like it's, it, yeah. it feels like we're going to be the healthiest we've been all year in the playoffs. Yep. And like that feeling of like, Holy crap. Well, if we've already been this good and winning close games and doing all this, 
yeah, like we we could rock this. But I think to your point also about you know blowing teams out, we saw teams blow other teams out and they're not there either. You know, yep. so I think it's it's just so crazy. Just it comes down to you know three games in the playoffs or two if you're the one seed. Yep. And if you if you keep them around, you know they'll they'll find a way to beat you because these are the best of the best. Yeah, I I think another thing like if you look at I saw something that was pretty interesting on Twitter. Um, it was talking about like the explosiveness of our offense and um, like how maybe not necessarily Lambo plays to our strength. Yes, and I was like, damn, like that's a. I mean, in our mind, it's like, yeah, like we're used to the cold. The cold's a, a non-factor for us. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a little harder to make some of the throws in the cold just physically. It's sure your hands frozen. Like it's you can't do what you can in the cold, which you as you can in like in Florida. In the dome. Like it, it is what it is, or in a dome. Yeah. But we looked at it. I mean, you do look at Lambo as a big advantage and it's loud and it's tough, but like if you play a team like the 49ers, who all they do is run the ball, all they do is throw the ball five yards in front of them. Yeah. They don't really take shots like all of the, and that's another thing that people don't take um, into consideration. When you look at a guy like Jimmy G and what 48% of his throws are within the numbers leading Mm -hmm. the league by like 10 plus percent, those throws in between the numbers are only 20, 25 yard throws max because of like the distance that the ball travels. If you, if he needs to throw the ball outside more of those to get 10 yards, you have to throw the ball 30 plus yards. So there are some things that like playing in Lambo maybe fit the 49ers a little better to where if we had played them in a dome or whatever, maybe we would have the edge. It's just there's a lot of things that I think go into it that, yeah, know, it's just some stuff to think about. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because I've kind of said that in which if you're like in a dome, like you've seen how well like Aaron Rodgers plays in a dome, like we've seen yeah. like, you know, because again, I think it's just like it it elevates that speed, right? Yes. If you're a run heavy team, well, you can play in any condition because you yeah. just hand off the rock and you're rocking and rolling, right? Yeah. Like that's that's what you can do. And that's the 49ers are. Like yeah. they are able to get like the five yard, 10 yard, like dump yeah. offs to Debo Samuel who can rip one off or George yeah. Kittle over the middle. Like they could do all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the the sad thing is, is like we, we go through all of this and we're like, man, we want an NFC championship game at home. Like we want it. And like for two years now, like it was running through Lambeau and, you know, there's talks about the stadium itself and just being like, yeah, maybe it's not the advantage that you think it is in terms of the teams that are re- are coming in. If you're bringing in, you know, a dome team who is mm-hmm. like explode, like the Rams, for example, right? And look, look what at happens it. To the Rams and Lambeau. And and that's that's the thing. This this game, so many people just think of records and like they don't yeah. look at matchups enough. The 49ers, I think, I, I told my wife this before the game. I said, if we're gonna lose in the playoffs it's going to be to the 49ers because it's a mismatch. If we beat them, yep. we're going to win the Super Bowl. And I told her that. And it was – and that's, like, not something that I like want to say on Twitter, like, just at any time, you know what I mean? But I was sure. talking to her about that. I'm like, listen, like, if there's any team that we don't match up well against, it's them, and this is why. However, yep. if we get past them, we match up really good against the rest of the team. So it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a dogfight. Like, it is yep. when anybody plays the 49ers. So it's – that's just – I don't know. There's stuff to that in football that, like – just because we're the one seed doesn't mean that we can just roll through anybody and that we should like everybody's good and everybody yeah. has really good coaches and everybody game plans. And like, and there's a few plays in the game that change the course of everything. And your whole season of work can come down to one or two bad plays. And yep, it's just, that's, that's why we love football because of the, the finality of it. There's finality, no seven yep. game series. Like this is you show up on Sunday or Saturday, wherever the hell day you play and you need your best. And I think that's, that's why there's so many views in this sport. Like people love yep. this because of that. 
because there's no tomorrow. It's literally like, oh, I have a bad game, you know, game one. All right, I come back for game two, game three. Game... No, like that's it. You I don't show for my quarters, shit. You're done. I packed my shit up in my locker and took it into my car after the game. Like, yeah, like it's just, yeah, it's it's wild. But that's that's why you that's why you feel so much emotion though Correct. when you're on the field and you're like. I mean, after the first drive, dude, I was so hyped, and it was like, "We're gonna, oh, yeah. like, we're gonna do this." Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's wild. It was in front fun. of us. I gotta say, the Rams coming in, I would be like, "Yeah." I wanted. I was hoping that Dallas won, so that we would play Dallas. I think we would. I don't know if we would have played. We played uh, the Rams. Yeah, yeah. So we. Wa- I wanted to play the Rams at home, and like, I mean, there's if there's any team that doesn't match up well against, or that we don't match up well, it was the 49ers. It's just yep. It was Agreed. what it was. I mean, look at our first game. Yep. I mean, it came two games literally came down to the last second. Correct. For both teams. So it is what it is. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Now there there is some good news that comes out of it. Mr. Kurt Benkert uh getting signed to a futures contract with the Green Bay Mother Love and Packers. Big time. So uh Kurt, for the people who don't know what a futures contract is, and I explained it a lot to people in the DMs, uh yeah. explain what that means because some people think that now you are quarterback number two. Some people go, I don't know what futures mean. It's it's all over the place. Future is just like a disclaimer that the contract legally doesn't start until the new league calendar starts, the league calendar year. So basically I signed a one-year deal. Um, but there were no like guar- there's no guarantees or bonuses for guys like in my position that are trying to like just make the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just like semantics of how it's said, but it's a one year deal. Yeah, which congratulations by the way. Thank you, awesome. I appreciate it. Um, in terms of what your future looks like with the team, obviously there are a lot of decisions to be made, and I think some Packers fans were maybe caught off guard because you had the like we know what the cap is looking like is it's not the prettiest thing in the world. You know we're already over the cap. You know, guy, there's going to be tough decisions that are going to have to be made, um, according to coach. And the floor is saying, you know, we want guys like Aaron back. We want, you know, we want to keep these pieces. We want Devontae back, you know, and there's ways that we can move money around. Now the conversation is becoming like, hey, you know, is it, are we going to move on from Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play football anymore. And let's talk about Jordan Love. If he's going to be the next guy, what have you. For you, are you kind of just like sitting there going, all right, well, a lot of this is out of my control. I'm just going to put my hands up and be like, let's see where we are in August. Yeah, that's that's like the only way that I can live because if not, I'm I'm up all night thinking of different scenarios and shit. And yeah, that just that doesn't do anybody any justice. So for me, like I just keep preparing like I have been, like keep studying the playbook, keep watching film and all the stuff that I do to prepare. Um, I have some goals this offseason of different things like I want to improve on that I'm just going to hone in on and stuff. But for me, like at the end of the day, it doesn't, nothing matters if I play like shit. So if I play well, things will work out how they should. I'll have sure. an opportunity here. Maybe it's somewhere else. Like you never know how this stuff works, but at the end of the day, all that I can do is control how I play and I just have to play well and be prepared. So that's kind of how I approach it. And um, it's really helped me just kind of like stay out of my own head in that regard, because it's, you can think of all the different scenarios. And then at the end of the day, like all of that stuff is in other people's hands. So the more I can keep in house and control, I try to do that. Yeah, I, it, you're 100 correct, right? Because it'd be like, all right, well, we can down in the rabbit hole here and be like, all right, well, we'll number from the number two guy, and but who's going to be number one? And like, what does that mean about me? I mean, I, I would assume, you know, that that as we've talked about, like that's been the goal, right? Like to get on the roster, be a number two somewhere. And I mean, with the Packers, I, I would think like that's that'd be a very ideal situation. Yeah, I mean, that's that's always the goal, man. Like 
especially a place like this that is so special and has such a, a great history and the people here and from fans to coaches, like just the, the overall football life experience here is amazing. And if I'm able to, you know, move up with, with in any regard that what it is, like, I just want to be on the 53 and I want to be just a little bit closer to playing than I have been. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the goal, man. Like you don't, you don't play your whole career to just not do anything. Um, so for me, like, I just, I want to do the best I can. I'm going to be ready for preseason, go ball out. And I'm really excited this year because this past year I came in late to OTAs. Yeah. Um, I was playing catch up on the offense and the offense, like, yeah, it's, everybody runs the same stuff, but when it's a different word for everything, uh, yeah. that takes a long time to sink in. Um, no matter how much you like, it's, have you ever like read a book and had to reread the same page five times and even just figure it out? Yeah. That's basically what like learning a new playbook is. There's no like like fast track to do it. And sometimes the more you look at the shit, it's just becomes mush anyway. So <laughs> like this is hieroglyphics. <laughs> yeah. So like instead of OTAs last year, I'm staying up late trying to learn formations. I'm actually like able to dive into more film and see like leverages that people are playing and go to the next step of like being one step ahead of seeing how personnel reacts to plays and play calls. Yeah. Um, Cause every, every player plays man a little different. Every player plays zone a little different. There's stuff that you can take your game to the next level. And that's, that's why people say the biggest jump for quarterbacks is year two to year three, because you can, you're not studying your side of the ball anymore. You're not, you yeah. don't, you know, that certain formations influence routes a certain way. You don't have to think twice. You don't have to think in your head, what is fast. It's F Z. Like you don't have to think any of that stuff for sure. formations. So then you can just spit it out. And then you're already, as you're walking the line of scrimmage, thinking of what's the defense doing versus what do my guys have? Exactly. And that just takes time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one less thing for you to do, right? Because you're getting in that rhythm and being like, okay, it's now instinct, and now I can actually focus on, all right, how do I elevate even further and being like, now we're looking at the defense. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, and I'm excited for you to get that opportunity because you were brought in late, and there was already like, who knows if he's even going to make the practice squad, like, you know, the 53, are they going to keep three quarterbacks? They're not supposed to keep three quarterbacks, you were told, right? The idea was like, we're not going to keep three quarterbacks, and now it's going to be like, hey, you know, regardless of what the QB situation is, you know, mm -hmm. you'll have an actual shot to compete for QB2. Totally. And I think also, like, you're seeing some older guys out of the league starting to retire. Um, some middle-of-the-range guys are fizzling out, too. So there are still guys like me that, like, yeah, I haven't played, but on the bright side, I haven't played. So people yeah. don't know. And the more opportunities I get in preseason and what have you to go and show that, wait, this kid can sling it. Wait, he can extend plays and he can show command of the offense. And maybe there's something there. The more people that get to see that, the longer you get a chance in the league. Um, but as soon as you show that you can't, you're out. So yeah. that I know that. And that's kind of part of the motivation. Just make sure I'm on top of everything. Exactly. You, you literally are like the most prepared you possibly could be. So mm. when they have the tape on it, they can be like, oh, no, this is something we want to, you know, potentially endeavor yes. in and invest yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think, Kurt, the, the most exciting thing is not just for you, um, but obviously like you know, if, if Devonte leaves, you know, not even Devonte. I mean, MVS, EQ, you know, they're all free agents unless the Packers wind up signing them back up. Uh, Lazard's a restricted free agent. You know, the Packers, they need a wide receiver. And I think that, you know, this is a perfect time. Uh, you know, you get the Ben Kirk Grassi connection. It obviously works over online talking on a TV show. So why wouldn't it work on the field? I mean, it just seems like I do money. think that you could go in and get some of the jobs done. Can't say you can do it all, but I do think that like you Listen, wouldn't we could get you we get you we could get you to the point where like all right, this guy maybe he shouldn't be on the field, but it's not the worst. <laughs> so I think we could get there. Listen, 
I can be a role player, whatever you need me to do. If that role is bringing water and Gatorade to players, I mean, I'll find it a little insulting, but like, I'll be cool with it. Like, you know, I'm no not going to like complain I too much. I see you as a big it. catch across the middle kind of guy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Listen, uh, I'll run some deep posts. Uh, you know, you just uh, make sure that ball gets there. How and, long you know, will it take you to get down there? Uh, you know, it depends. Uh, do I have a car or like do like what are we what are we rocking with? Listen, you Four tell me to get drop. in shape, Kurt. I will dedicate. I'll I'll start posting TikTok workout videos. You know, I we'll we'll get in shape. Sean T will help me with some insanity upstairs. Like we'll we'll rock and roll with this thing. <laughs> That's amazing. We'll uh, we'll vibe. It's fine. All right. So basically, what you're telling me is like I got like an 85 percent chance of making the roster. All right, cool. So, uh, but Kurt, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I look forward to this offseason. Not only you just getting better, but we're definitely gonna make some content together. We are gonna make some content together. I'll, yes. I'll fly out to Green Bay and we'll uh, we'll do some things. It'll be amazing. Big big meme guys. Oh yeah, all the memes. All yes. the memes. I um, appreciate it, man. Can you tell the people kind of like not only where to find you, but what they can look forward to from Kurt Ben Kurt yeah. in the off season? Yeah. So pretty active on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, uh, TikTok. But soon I'm going to be flying to LA to um, play in the Fortnite streamer bowl nice. with the NFLPA. Um, so it's going to be, I want to say maybe 30 teams, uh, maybe 32. So I think they had 32 last year. I don't know. 30 some people, um, guys like uh, Juju and, uh, Christian McCaffrey, a bunch of those like big name guys are going to be playing in it. And basically we team up, it's me and um, like a big time Fortnite player, streamer, YouTuber, Twitch streamer. Um, and then one other person from the Fortnite community, that's like an unknown, really good player that all competed in an open bracket. So all of us will be competing together to try to get the most points in like five games or whatever. And there's a million dollars for charity um, at stake. So it gets divvied up pretty heavily top to uh, top bottom. Uh, yeah. top down so it's gonna be it's gonna be cool i played in this two years in a row and my first year we came in third place okay. i think i made like i want to say sixty thousand for my charity which was okay. so cool um and then last year we did a little worse we made like twenty five thousand. uh but this year's gonna be a good one so we're looking forward to it we're feeling it we're rocking it we're yes. gonna crush it i know it i know it kurt where can people find everything that you do? I know you're streaming on the Twitch all the time. Yeah. And uh, is Aaron Rodgers going to 1v1 you on Rust? I don't think Aaron wants to smoke. I don't think he wants to smoke. We're, I mean, I try to Nothing get him changes. set up and stuff, but sometimes, sometimes people just, you know, don't follow through. Well, you know, it's a little disappointing, but yeah. maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Great but, guy, though. Kurt, appreciate you, buddy, as always. Looking forward to uh, making some kick-ass content with you. Folks, thanks so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassley. And as always, go pack, go. Go pack, go.